Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, my friends. Simon Miller from What Culture here in a very weird, undisclosed location that we are calling Parts Unknown because, look, if we are going to review wrestling 52 times a year, no, 52 weeks a year, whatever the hell it may be, sometimes life comes along and says, ha ha, you've got to go and do this. But my motto that I made up is the show must always go on. So sometimes we go in front of a beige wall and the show goes on. And what a show it is, because not only do we have to talk about AEW Rampage, we also have to talk about the buy-in for Rampage as this wrestling war just explodes and escalates. And I'm all here for it. Competition breeds greatness. Let's up those doubts. This week's AEW Rampage actually had a pre-show or a buy-in. Look, I don't want to get into he said, she said, but when you do look at the facts, WWE did start this and now AEW was pushed back. I love it. I do not care though, because we got Santana Garrett versus Ty Conte. We got Lee Moriarty versus Bobby Fish. And better than all of that, we got Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki on a free YouTube show, which is the platform we're on right now, that you can now go at any point in your future life, click, and it will just be there waiting for you. It is like Christmas come early. And all of these were entertaining enough, but of course it was Danielson versus Suzuki that takes the cake here, because this was just 20 minutes of two guys absolutely brutalizing each other, absolutely kicking each other's ass. And if you for ages have been like, oh, I want to see Brian Danielson in New Japan, that is essentially what you got. A forearm that Suzuki gave him at one point made me fear for Brian Danielson's life. He has a poor head, he has a poor brain. I am going to be having kittens for weeks. And as we know, that sage doesn't even make any sense. Suzuki was then doing things to Brian's arm that I don't even think was legal. And this ended up with Suzuki's head going right into the ring post. And do you know who I was more worried about here? The ring post. I wanted to ring the ring post family to make sure the ring post is okay because Suzuki can't be killed, whereas the ring post is just made of stupid metal. Taz summed it up brilliantly when he was like, look, if you're not watching this on YouTube right now, you are dumber than a pile of rocks. Once again, that is just absolute gibberish. And this is when Suzuki was all like, oh, bro, you think you're a big man? Why don't you punch me in the face? So Danielson hit him with the dirtiest forearm you have ever seen. 
Put your hands up if you like pro wrestling. The New Japan man went for a pile driver late on. I was like, please do not hit him with that. I cannot handle it. But actually, this was the beginning of the end because Danielson backdropped out of it. They then did this cool little shimmer to digs on the ropes, which ended with Ryan hitting the running knee and he got the one, two, three. But honestly, they would have had to lay down after this. I had to go lay down after this. You will have to go and lay down after this and you just want to run around and tape people. So seriously, if you do not plan to watch it today when it's free on YouTube, I will hunt you down and give you a hug because I'm a nice person, but also implore that you change your mind. This was just so damn good. I cannot use or find the words to the point it doesn't just get an up. It gets a golden up. If you were a massive nerd like me too, you would have gone from the YouTube show to watch AEW Rampage straight away. And they did kind of filter together, which meant your next match was Matt Seidel versus CM Punk. This is like a card that had been made on Reddit and somehow had come to life. It is getting it up. I mean, it was basically like a pay-per-view, the forbidden doors going crazy, CM Trunks was back, and they shook each other's hand to begin with to remind us, oh, I'm a good guy, you're a good guy, why don't we just have a good guy match? But then the commentators got involved, and they were like, Matt Seidel, he's a pretty fast dude, maybe he's gonna try and wear CM Punk out which is exactly what he tried to do. So yeah, Matt then just went 200 miles an hour for the whole thing as CM Punk tried to stop him. And look, it wouldn't just be CM Punk getting blown up. Everybody would have got gassed. Matt Seidel kind of went all kinds of crazy. And it was all Seidel for ages until CM Punk grabbed him and slammed him on the apron. And that looked absolutely horrific. And then bless CM Punk, he hanged Matt Seidel up in the tree of woe. And I love a good tree of woe. I mean, this didn't work at all because CM Punk went to drop kick him and Matt Seidel got out of the way. But at least I got to see a tree of woe. And then both climbed to the top rope and fell out of the ring. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're both maniacs. And then it was back to Seidel just being all go, go, go until Punk caught him in a neck breaker. But even then Seidel was able to bust out a Hurricane Rana. This was truly nuts. And there was a small moment when you're like, is CM Punk actually going to lose? I mean, he wasn't, but you kind of believed. This was even more true when Matt started to get out of the way of the Anaconda Vice and the Pepsi Twist. And then when he hit the lightning spiral that he'd been teasing for the entire match and he had CM Punk pinned, I tell you, because I am a nerd and I am a geek and I am good at suspending my disbelief, there was just the smallest part of me, but Punk kicked out too. This all ended with a big reversal too, although it didn't go very well for Matt Seidel because he got GTS right in the head. But as I am saying a lot today, this was just a fantastic match and I absolutely love the whole CM Punk goes and fights people you didn't think he was going to fight for. And it was just so, so fun. And just to make myself giggle, if you were to say, Simon, do you think CM Punk has lost a step? No, not at all. In fact, he's probably gained a few more. John Silver was then all ramped up and he wants to have a fight against the Super Click. And I was like, yep, you can sign me up for that one before we went straight into the bunny versus Ruby Solo. They had been laying it in thick on social media too, so if you had been keeping up with that, this had an extra bit of emotion. And the only real shame here was that after we had seen Danielson and Suzuki, as well as Punk versus Seidel, the crowd was kind of quiet because they were so tired. But towards the end of this, they still found their voice, which goes to show that it was a pretty good match. They started really vicious too with Ruby Soho kind of outthinking the bunny. But when the bunny saw her opportunity, she kind of got Ruby Soho's head in the turnbuckle and drop kicked it. And then she grabbed it for a second time and threw her back into the turnbuckle. 
I was a little bit worried about Ruby Soho's neck. Ruby then started to fight back, but I swear the idea of this was we're just gonna tonk Ruby Soho because she got German suplexed off the middle rope. And it honestly looked like the bunny was about to fit with the finishing move when all of a sudden, from quite literally nowhere, Ruby reversed into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll up, or in this case, the surprise backslide, and she got the one, two, three. But even then, when she was like, oh man, I did it, I'm the best, I can't believe it, Penelope Ford was here, and she not only whooped her ass, but she punched her with those brass knucks. So it does seem like this feud must continue, and surely now Ruby Soho has to go get a tag team partner. And I said that like I know who it could be. I don't have any flubbing clue. The fans then woke up, and I think they did do this because they couldn't believe that they were about to see the inner circle versus the men of the year and Junior Dos Santos. Junior Dos Santos, former heavyweight champion of the world. This guy absolutely went loopy, and I love it. Dan Lambert too as ever was tremendous here and when his guys was coming out he was all like man I can't believe you sing that stupid Judas theme song and you don't sing my guys to the ring and at this stage you realise watching from ringside was the rest of American Top Team. It also kicked off with Sammy Guevara versus Scorpio Sky so that was a treat to watch but nothing was as good as round two when it was Chris Jericho versus Junior Dos Santos. This made Junior look like a giant too, and he just beat the ever-living crap out of Jericho. And if you're one of these fools on the internet going, oh, Junior Dos Santos, his strikes didn't look very good. A, they were fine, but B, do you know how hard it is for someone who has spent their whole life punching people, trying to kill them, all of a sudden being told, yeah, you've got to pull that a little bit. You are absolutely crazy. Dos Santos did great. There was also a great bit of story here because eventually Jericho tagged in Jake Hagar, which means all of a sudden it was MMA fighter versus MMA fighter. And because Jake Hagar has the side, he was able to take Junior down. I can't believe this was the Rampage main event. It felt like something extraordinary. Paul Chris was having a terrible evening as well as he tried to confront Dan Lambert and Jorge Masvidal on the outside. But then he was being beaten up by Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. And back in the ring, Junior Dos Santos was beating up Le Champion and he even gave him a power slam. Sammy Guevara eventually got the hot tag and he was going 700 miles an hour. He hit a cutter on Scorpio Sky and he hit the Spanish fly on Ethan Page and he's really good at this. And finally, Chris Jericho was able to get back into the thing. And yeah, he was actually having some offense. Because he smashed Ethan Page with a drop kick. And at this moment, I think is when the tag klaxon went off. Ha! Because they all heard the noise. And every single person got in the ring and started to fight. The sheer dedication to the cause by Junior Dos Santos, though. Because he was brawling on the outside with Jake Hagar. Who threw him through a table. And then back in the ring, Scorpio Sky and Chris Jericho were just reversing moves. Like they were playing WWE 2K but without the glitches. Jericho went for the code breaker, but somehow Scorpio Sky turned that into the TKO, but then somehow Chris turned that into the walls of Jericho. And that's when Jorge Masvidal realized, wait a minute, the referee is too preoccupied with everyone. He got in the ring. He need Chris Jericho right in the face, which allowed Scorpio Sky to get the one, two, three. This was my kind of shenanigans. It was Paige Van Zandt too who had the attention of the referee, so she and the rest of American top team were there in the ring taking selfies. And because they were gonna beat Chris Jericho up, out came San Antana and Ortiz to run them all off. So you just know we're gonna do Jorge Masvidal versus Chris Jericho or some kind of variation on that. And I can't believe those words are even coming out of my mouth. I know exactly what AEW is trying to do with this. 
and they have totally smashed it. So this was just a really well executed angle from top to bottom and dare I say it had a touch of the real about it and from everything with the buy-in all the way through Rampage and Smackdown, that's right I said it, what a truly tremendous Friday night it was for professional wrestling. Overall it gets an up and now I must sleep because I have worn myself out on love. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.